Hello, this is On Mike with Jordan Rich, where the art and practice of conversation is alive and well. Today, a visit with an old and dear friend. His name is Guy Finley, and he started the Life of Learning Center for Spiritual Discovery many, many years ago. He's written dozens and dozens of books, has taught thousands all over the world about living a happier, healthier, stronger, more productive life. As he says, the limit of your present view is not the limit of your possibilities. During the pandemic, my friend Guy Finley has offered free of charge countless seminars, countless training to human beings across the planet. Whether it's self-discovery, working through crisis, or developing tools and practice to realize your true self, finding the guiding wisdom that's right for you, that's what Guy Finley is all about. And we'll focus on the podcast about his latest book about the magic of love and relationship. And there's a lot to glean from what Guy and I are going to be talking about and what's in the new wonderful book called Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together. So I invite you to settle back and enjoy a chat between two great friends as we prep the studio and go on mic with Guy Finley. Let me first start by saying what a joy it is to see you uh, looking as handsome as ever. And you and I did, I don't know how many radio shows over the course of our careers together. It's so cool to be doing the podcast now going internationally. And Guy, tell us a little bit about what happened during the pandemic, the pivot, as we all use that word too much, the pivot that you made to help people. It, it was so evident that men and women suddenly, and I think for the good, actually, we're faced with being alone, not having all the usual distractions, the ways in which we have uh, been so adept at keeping ourselves so busy we never stop and smell the roses. And now, you know, you either walk in the garden and smell the roses or you get pricked by everything that pops up. So that we decided that because of finances for people around the world, I mean, this has not been a, an easy thing, but it's been a good thing if we learn from it. And you and I have always talked about that. Anything that increases our understanding of ourselves and the world that we live in, and that deepens our relationships with our fellow human beings is good, even if it arrives on the wings of something that seems bad. Mm. By Jove, life has changed for me in a very positive way now that things are opening up. I feel reborn almost. Uh, it really is. That's not an inaccurate word, because so many of us have had to realize that the life we created was predicated on a very familiar set of conditions. And when those conditions ran headlong into a reality that challenged them, suddenly there has to be literally a reconstruction. And that's what we did at the foundation at Life of Learning. Took all the meetings online, made all of them free to the public, nothing to join, donations appreciated, but not required. Mm. Mm. And, and the footprint of this work that was already global has tripled or quadrupled as a result of men and women being receptive and our ability to deliver the message through the, the powers that be, the internet and all the rest of that. Well, I take it you had a little extra time to hang out by the old keyboard and come up with another book because <laughs> I'm holding one in my hands right now. And uh, as somebody who did a little writing over this period myself, uh, there was a great opportunity for us to do that kind of stuff, for you to do that kind of stuff. And you've got dozens of books, I know. But let's talk about relationship magic, waking up together. You've done other books about people and their relationships, but this one's a little different. Explain why now this one? Very much so, Jordan. Thanks for asking. Look, relationship magic, the subtitle is waking up together. It doesn't refer to a couple waking up in the bed under the sheets. It means that life 
is actually a mirror. And everything that appears in our consciousness, every experience we have cannot be separated from the events that trigger that reaction. Mm -hmm. So that our reaction can't be separated from the moment we're in. That's a mirror. When we start to understand, we love the mirrors when people say, God, Jordan, you look fantastic, man. You know, look how good you're doing. We love those mirrors. And we can celebrate discovering that we have qualities, characteristics that are positive and being perfected. But what happens, Jordan, in those moments with husband, wife, friends, family, the culture, when suddenly we see in the world something that sets us off? Then we don't want that to be a mirror. We want something to blame for the pain we feel in that reaction. So this book is all about learning to use these negative reactions to release us from this unconscious nature that simply refuses to recognize how dependent it is on familiar conditions to confirm it. Mm. I can't tell you how timely this is for me. I've been married now to my second wife, God bless her, for five years, almost to the day. And we've been exploring, had been exploring this idea of looking at ourselves and how we are reacting to our spouse. And it's fascinating when you pull back a little bit and think about it, how and why it can be so destructive. Let's talk about that, because if you're not careful, you can really cause a, a rendering tear that doesn't heal. Yes, that's more than true. And a big part of it, is that we carry around with us, everybody knows the term, baggage. We carry with us the content of past painful experiences with former husbands, wives, friends, and family. But we don't know that we carry it, Jordan, until someone in the present moment, what they call triggers this content in us, and we don't understand, and it's so important to understand, that who and what I have been is not the limit of my possibility in a moment when I'm triggered, so that it's possible for me to become conscious enough to realize, you know what, ordinarily I get angry at you for saying this, for saying, you know, whatever it is that one does, but now I can learn to thank you for introducing me to parts of myself that I'm carrying around. I have a 42-piece set of luggage from every lashing I ever took with another human being. And now I get to drop it because I recognize it doesn't serve me in the present moment. And it certainly has no love in it. Does it have to be a two-way street or can one member of a partnership move in this direction? Uh, the book is very helpful. And then hopefully that other person doing the dance will either pick up the clues or get on board. In other words, uh, for my wife and I, it was mutual. We have uh, weekly meetings, sessions, just to check in to see how things are going, and they're very helpful. But, yeah. but tell me a little bit about how the process works best in a, in a relationship. When we lash out at someone or we make the passive-aggressive comment, do we do that because we're happy and full of joy in that moment? Or is it because something has been triggered in us, we're in pain, and we're looking for something to blame for the pain we're in? We, we know that. So that means if we can turn it around, everything, Jordan, you and I have been talking for years, depends upon having self-understanding. 
Can I use my understanding of myself that I get mad at someone because I'm in pain to realize they're in pain when they trigger me? Then I can start to realize the reason this person is the way they are is because they're hurting. If they're hurting, do I want to amplify their pain or can I actually use the moment of their pain to step back, be patient with my own reaction and allow that person to see that the pain they're in isn't because of me. Because if I don't return tit for tat, they're left having thrown a punch that doesn't land. I call it the jujitsu of love. And when <laughs> someone throws a punch and I'm not there, they will fall down into their own false understanding of the moment, which gives them, Jordan, the chance to see that I'm not the one that caused them that pain, I am the one, for all intents and purposes, that helped them see it and understand it. Boy, you talk about a change. So it doesn't mean that both of us have to be on the same page at the same moment, just one of us working as best mm -hmm. we can to bring about this change in our consciousness. And we started our chat today talking about the pandemic period and, and how people have come to grow, some people. Others have unfortunately gone the other way. But it right. seemed to be a terrific opportunity for me and for people I know in my life to stop, just stop and take a breath. I think a lot of us get into meditation to a certain extent because yes. there was nothing else to do. But to stop and take a breath, and that makes all the difference before you lash out. Your book allows us to think about these things in, in great detail. And, and, and much to what you said, I know you will love this. You might already know. Do you know the original meaning of the word patience? The first time I heard this, it knocked me to the ground, because that's what you just said, sort of an enforced meditation. I have to learn to be patient. The original meaning of the word patience, Jordan, is to suffer yourself. Ah, yeah, I get it. That makes perfect sense. Oh, Being man. patient means you biting your tongue, as some people may think, but boy, is that a well-worth bite, as they say. Oh, man. Look, St. Paul said that in your patience— possess you, your soul. They knew something back then that if a man or a woman could understand that my momentary agreement to see the pain in myself and be aware of it is going to give me, empower me to not throw that pain back on my partner. If I love someone, do I want them to hurt? Of course no, not. I do. Exactly. Not. I do not. I can feel that I want them to, but if I really love someone, love never causes pain to another human being. Love never blames, never, love never points the finger, love accepts the circumstance so that the consciousness itself can be, if, to use the word, expanded. And if I won't suffer myself, I'm gonna make you suffer. But if I'll be conscious of myself, that consciousness will include you not being part of the pain I'm in. Then I give myself up, and we get into something very beautiful. And you're in a perfect laboratory setting here to do this oh. when you're intimate with someone, You know, meaning you either live with them or you're very close. It doesn't work as well sometimes when you're dealing with friends that you see only occasionally and you know you you, you get that you get that brush off and you think the worst and you you hold a grudge for a million years it not only more doable but it's more enjoyable to know that there is a way out besides fighting and lashing and gnawing at each other all day long that's a horrible way to get up in the morning and live your life 
oh my God. And, and I can't <laughs> stress it, Jordan, strongly enough that as we gain new self-understanding, we gain the capacity for compassion. We gain the capacity for kindness, even with strangers. Because let's look at one bit of this. When I'm angry at someone who brushed me off, and I wake up in the morning or I go to bed thinking about them, are they in my bed with me? No. We hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be odd, but yes. My wife looks at me, Guy, who the heck is that? <laughs> but I'm, I'm laying there, aren't I? You sure are. With an image and an experience in my mind. Yeah. So what is it that I'm resenting and loathing in that moment? Am I actually angry at the person or am I living again and lashing out at an image and an experience so that I'm actually allowing my mind to hit itself, to, to cause itself pain again by revisiting something that only exists now in my imagination so that the power of the past to punish me is a, a, is a consensual problem to discover that as the beginning of the end of it and the start of real patience. The Life of Learning Foundation uh, says it all in the title, The Life of Learning. If you, yes. if you are a curious sort and you want to learn about computers, you, you know, you go to the YouTube page and learn about it. But it, <laughs> it, people don't think of love and relationships at times as a work in progress. They, as you point out in the book, I believe, they, they think it's always going to be like this. It's always going to be roses and lollipops and chocolate kisses. But it, it evolves, and like everything yeah, else. It's meant to. Look, yeah. we fall in love, and for whatever period of time, because there's good sex, good communication, lots of new things to discover about each other, but I'm actually discovering stuff about myself. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't know that I had those possibilities, that I could care that much, that I could be caught up so strongly in something. So I call that first stage the woohoo stage, but woohoo turns to, oh no, yeah. when, when my wife or husband begins to exhibit qualities and characteristics that I no longer find fascinating, but rather are irritating to me. Then this, I can't get enough of you turns into, I got to get rid of you for a while because you're really getting on my nerves. Those are the moments that are truly the transformative ones in terms of producing a relationship that can stand the test of time and become perfected through each other, finding a way to love each other through this new understanding. How does it apply to children and parents? Because a lot of folks who have adult children, because of the way the world is, are dealing with rifts and, and issues and in-law issues and so forth. Uh, would love your take on that. Yeah. You know, that's such a tough one. I mean, with wife and husband, one thing, children and relatives, you know, their blood, and here they are, and they, 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 you know that they are in one way or another, if this happens to be the case, because why would we be talking about it if it weren't, they are asking to be enabled, or we have co-enabled them through the, uh, the time, and now we see them stumbling, they want us to lift, a, lift them up, or whatever it may be, or they're just an irritant, because, because let's not kid each other, we are not always happy human beings. We have a lot of pain. When we're in pain, we don't know what else to do with it but blame. Mm. So key to your question, the answer. To understand, Jordan, God help us, through patience, 
that what I want to blame you for is my reaction. I don't care whether you're husband, wife, child, or the guy on the street. And to realize that blaming you for my reaction is like asking you to look differently so that I feel differently when I look at you. It's insane. <laughs> but that's how it's, that's where we've gotten to. Can I use the moment of blame to change my own consciousness? That's really what relationship magic is, because it's alchemical at that point. Mm. I enter into a moment of relationship, and I exit it a different order of man or woman, because I have seen that what you have done is shown me a demand I had I didn't know I had. Mm. I demand you treat me this way. I demand you never brush me off. I demand you kowtow, that you love me, that you affirm me. I demand it. And if you don't, because you see you used to when you wanted me to love you, but now that's not so uh, eminent anymore, and I still have the demand. Can I see the demand? Is my insistence you affirm me and realize that you could affirm me till the cows come home. It's not going to change me. Do I want to be a different human being who cannot be made angry or hateful? Yes. How do I do it? By realizing the principles in this book and what we're, what really what you and I have always talked about. Great titling, uh, Relationship Magic. The key word there is magic because you said it. There's a chemical reaction that occurs in the brain. We all know about it when you fall in love or you have the hots for that person or this person. And, and that magical chemical reaction does evolve over time. But when that spark comes back, when you make up after a fight or when you realize coming together and communicating and laughing about it, these joyful hormones and all these other things in your body just sort of burst and, and you just can't imagine how good that feels. I love the term magic and magic really makes a lot of sense to me. It is a, an accurate word relative to our understanding that it is possible to turn a negative emotion into a positive healing power. And once you get that, then there's really nothing that can stand between you and your partner, assuming they're even slightly willing to learn with you along the way, that you have a, there's a third, you know, this will be another topic. There actually is a third party in every relationship of husband, wife, and the third party is love. It's what brings us together. It's what keeps us together. And it is what allows us to see through the eyes of itself ways in which we can give ourselves up so that we can be better lovers, better husbands, better wives. You just said something that's pretty profound. You said it's the negative emotion and the, the pain, if you will. It's the pain, if you will, that can lead us to the light. And that's, yeah. again, something you and I have touched on in the past, that the darkness is important. Uh, it makes the light all that brighter. Exactly. Again, it's, you know, the, I mean, you can go east or west scripture, but, you know, yeah. the light dwells in the darkness. The darkness doesn't know it. And so what we find out through love is that we brought these demands with us, which is a form of darkness because they always express themselves in anger or irritation or impatience. And then to realize, you know what? I didn't know that was in me. Thank you, Patricia, my wife, for helping me see that. Imagine what would happen in this world, not just husbands and wives, but governments, people, mm. politic, if people understood 
I don't really understand the kind of pain I'm in, and I'm going to be grateful to you for helping me to learn about it so I can be released from it and literally be reborn moment to moment in this relationship with you. Well, I would only say that unconditional love does exist between man and dog, between pet and owner, uh, or pet and male or human friend. But I don't believe unconditional love exists between human beings. There are conditions, but as you're saying, if we address our own condition, we can we can meld pretty well with the other person and understand yes, each other. Yes, Jordan. Look, you just said it. You 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 kind of backstepped on yourself. I usually if, do that. If 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 I'm if I have all these conditions I bring with me, it can't be unconditional love. But if you help me understand, I have brought this condition with me. I realize it is not helpful. It's harmful, and I die to it. Then now I am without that condition, which means I am more unconditionally capable of mm. loving where before the condition was a captive of my past. So we can find out for sure that there is an unconditional love by letting love show us its existence. These are individuals that you've taught and had experience with, many of these people in the book, first names only, of course. Of course. Look, life is relationship. If we were smart and could use every last one of them, we would be literally self-realized beings, which is the purpose of our existence on this planet. Someone who cannot hurt another human being because he or she can no longer agree to hurt themselves. Well said. Well, it's uh, wonderful to reconnect with you on a different platform. We used to do live shows with callers and uh, early morning across 38 states and Canada. Now it's just you and me and the folks are forced to listen and they will listen and enjoy. But it's great to connect with you and they can connect with you through your main website, which is? Well, first there's just Guy Finley, G-U-Y-F-I-N-L-E-Y, GuyFinley.org. But if you want to join me Wednesday evenings, Sunday mornings for a free online webinar, go to GuyFinley.org forward slash online. GuyFinley.org forward slash online. It'll take you to a simple registration page. There's nothing to join. You will get notices about the talks. You'll be informed of things that are exciting relative to more free possibilities. And, and, and we can all go to work and do what Jordan and I are talking about, which is dig in, realize we're all in training, and that there's no end to our possibilities if we're willing to meet our limitations as relationships reveal them. The book is Relationship Magic, Waking Up Together by Guy Finley. And I, I don't know the numbers, like 35, 36. Where are you in terms of your published works these days? Do you know? Or are there too many? Jordan, if you, if you, if you add audio books, I'm probably nearing 50. Wow. You'll be in Isaac Asimov territory before you know it. Uh, from your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> <laughs> it is so wonderful to reconnect. And for folks who know this gentleman and, and know of his work or know him personally, they, they can attest to the fact that he's the real deal. And you've got a beautiful office or room that you're working out of. I always pictured you in a place like that because you're in Oregon, right? Yeah, I live in Southern Oregon. This is my little sanctuary, tiny little house on a mountain. I turn this around, but maybe one day when we're doing real video, I'll I'll show you. Uh, the, it's just it is so gorgeous up here. I'm blessed three times. Literally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guy, a pleasure as always. God bless you. And let's keep uh, let's keep learning together, shall we? 
God, I want to, Jordan. I just love talking to you. Thank you, man. Be safe. Do yourself a big favor, dear friends. Just check out GuyFinley.org. You'll get lost in this website. There's so much positivity, so much to learn from this empathetic, kind, and very practical teacher. GuyFinley.org. Thanks to all of you for subscribing and downloading, rating and reviewing the podcast. And we're adding new listeners all the time. Certainly appreciate that. Do pass it along. Thank you to Dan Tebow of Fast Twitch Media, to Ken Carberry and the team at Chart Productions in Boston. And if you'd like to find out more about me and the show and what we're up to, visit jordanrich.com. Till next time, this is JR saying, as always, be well so you can do good. Take care.